My name is Jamila Risby and I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host Astrid Edwards and you're listening to Anonymous Was a Woman. Our very first episode was all about anxiety in times of crisis. It was fair to say we went pretty deep and we went pretty dark. I was left feeling remarkably uncomfortable afterwards and not in a good way, which is why we are dropping back into your podcast feeds to have a little conversation about the lighter side of anxiety. I want to talk about anxiety as a tool in fiction and when we love feeling anxious and when we absolutely don't. Astrid, you're the writing teacher. Over to you. For me, when you say anxiety is a tool of fiction, I think that that is that that stress, that narrative tension, that's something that is not resolved yet. And that's why you keep reading. You read to find out what happens. And of course, there is a, a beauty and a pleasure, a deliciousness when a writer keeps you involved like that. But of course, there is a bit of, you know, uh, frustration or irritation or anxiety involved when you really want to know what happens and they stop and they give you a cliffhanger. I've got to say that some of my favourite books of all time involve that sucker punch towards the end that leaves you desperately wanting more, but at the same time not wanting the perfection of the novel that you've just read to be unravelled. There's such a pleasure in the anxiousness of not knowing. What are some of the novels that have stuck with you because they've had a cliffhanger that has absolutely taken you in 100%. Okay, so the first thing I actually thought of was a bit of literary trivia for you. So, for example, many of Charles Dickens' work were actually serialised in chapter form and published, you know, weekly in a newspaper, and that meant that the end of every chapter was actually a deliberate cliffhanger because, of course, Dickens wanted people to come back the next week and keep reading. And so that's how A Tale of Two Cities, for example, was done. And the same uh, serialization was done with Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes and Thackeray's Vanity Fair and a whole bunch of others that were published around that time. So the cliffhanger has always been used to keep readers interested. But when I think about my own reading habits, the author that does cliffhangers to a degree that I have never seen before and I honestly think the world is a little bit disturbed by is George R.R. R. Martin and Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. I adore fantasy and I love the TV show and I will continue to buy his books, but he has now published five of what is theoretically going to be a seven-book series. A Dance of Dragons came out in 2011. The TV show has gone well past that and finished the damn story and we're still waiting for Winds of Winter and A Dream of Spring, the theoretical seventh book, and he hasn't tied everything up and he says that what he's going to write in the books might actually be different than what we've all seen on HBO and my irritation levels are high. So is this the ultimate real life cliffhanger crossover or is this just a bit of literary laziness? I think the question is open. I come down on the literary laziness. There are two that stick with me as glorious uh, summations to stories where the cliffhanger really aided my understanding and the depth with which the story kind of penetrated my world. The first one is a good old cliched one and it is the sixth installment of the Harry Potter series. Now, if you haven't read the Harry Potter series, what have you been doing with your time? But also you need to switch off now because I'm going to give it away. (laughs) At the end of the sixth book, Harry's mentor and the wisest, most beloved character in the Harry Potter universe 
Albus Dumbledore is killed, except we're kind of not 100% sure if he's dead as we close off that sixth book and we await the final installment of the Harry Potter series. And it's so beautifully done because I think the way that that cliffhanger works is it gave audiences a really long period of time to mourn this absolutely prolific character to adjust to that sadness. I almost feel like if I'd been given that news certain or uncertain and then been given another six or seven chapters, those chapters would have just diminished into nothing. And I think JK Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter series, it was a really masterful stroke to give audiences time to say goodbye and to adjust themselves to the sadness and how profound it was to lose that particular character. Another novel where I just really liked the use of the cliffhanger. Did you read One Day by David Nichols? No, I haven't. It's a love story, a proper like star-crossed lovers. They come together, they move apart, they come together, they move apart. Will they ever get it right kind of book. But the idea of that title one day is these two characters, Emma and Dexter, move in and out of one another's lives between 1988 and 2007. And the book revisits them on the same day of every year. So it goes back to July 15 each year through the chronology and shows us a snapshot of where they're at. And I don't want to give it all away, but in that final snapshot, there is an absolutely enormous shock and we are left with the cliffhanger of not knowing what will happen to this character we have become so, so invested in. It's the beauty of fiction, no. I mean, the idea that we go into fiction to, you know, explore things and feel things that we don't have in our daily lives. And in a sense, we want everything to be wrapped up in a pretty bow. But when you read a book that is all wrapped up with all of the endings completely tied off, it's not that great. So we kind of do want that emotional payoff of knowing what happens, but we also want that reflection of life and that a certain mystery, a certain element of real life left in. You know, we don't know what will happen. My name's Jamila Rizvi. I've been with Astrid Edwards, and this is Anonymous Was a Woman. If you want more of this glorious literary content, you should subscribe in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a review and a five-star rating. Bye, guys.